Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. You reached the uh, Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I am on the computer with Amina Scott. Amina, thank you very much for joining me. <laughs> thank you for having me. All right. It's going to be a great conversation. We're going to learn about you. My, my audience will learn about you and, and stuff like that. So that's going to be a pretty cool interview. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, so Amina, tell us a little bit about, basically, I always like to go back to the beginning, a little bit about your story, where you were born, and, and then you can move up to there. We'll go from there. So. Okay, I was um, I was born in Washington D.C. Um, but I lived in I lived in Oxon Hill, Maryland, and um, <laughs> but my mommy transferred back to D.C. <laughs> my mommy okay. was um worked at the Pentagon, um, oh. um, so she um always was in the, on a move. <laughs> okay, so um. Other than that, that was that was just basically once we found that um, once we went back to D.C., we stayed in D.C. We never went back okay. to Maryland. And okay. um, and yeah, that was about that about around that time, because I was okay. I, I began to get sick in Maryland when we was in my in my mom's wow. house. At the okay. Five. Okay, talk a little bit about that sickness. What 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 kind of sickness were you, or did you have? I should say. Well, at first, my mommy didn't know what was going on with me because I I started mm -hmm. off with seizures. Okay. See, I started having seizures constantly, back to back to back to back, and my mommy Ooh. didn't know what was wrong with me, what was bringing on the seizures. So when we right. finally went to the hospital. Went to the hospital um, for my seizures. Um, my rheumatologist, um, they get, told me to go to a rheumatologist, of course, mm -hmm. um, to see what was triggering the seizures. Because um, my blood pressure was, <laughs> was like 200 and something. And look, oh, wow. I'm only five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you like, what's going on with that blood pressure? So they were yes. scared about that. And, um, that's when I had to take a lot of tests, a lot of tests, and they didn't catch um, that I had lupus till I was about six years old. Okay. And um, 
that was sent. Now, expl- was sent explain there. a little bit to the people that might not be familiar with, like myself. What is lupus? What is it? What's what does it? No, not what it causes it. I mean, that could be another question, but but what is lupus itself? So, a layman's burn. What is lupus? It's different variants of lupus. Um, okay. Mine was symptomatic lupus. Mine was um, the ones that attack your organs. Um, okay. And uh, uh, it's very rare for a, a kid to have it. You normally wow. get it. You normally get it when you're up in age. Um, okay. You normally get it up in age. Um, that's what they, um, and, and as I was getting older, that's mm-hmm. when I, um, I found out that a lot of people had the, this disease, but they got it okay. when it was older. They didn't get it right. when it was like me. <laughs> I still yeah, yeah. You know, right. so it's, um, it's very rare for a child to get symptomatic lupus, but like I said, it, it's, um, it's not contagious. Like you okay. can't just catch it, you know, right. just by touching somebody or whatever like that. Right. It's, not, it's not contagious. Um, is it hereditary? No. Yeah. That was my next question. Have, yeah. You, you don't have the, um, you don't have, it's not hereditary. Um, it just, it's like, uh, it's like cancer, you know, cancer is, um, don't have to be hereditary, but you can um, catch right. it and it could just form in your blood, you know, and mm-hmm. next thing you know, you had your, you got a disease because nobody in my family has lupus. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You're the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but when, um, what my doctor was saying is that when he was telling my mommy that it attacked my organs. Uh-huh. Um, so when I checked for, when I did a um, biopsy for my kidneys, um, mm-hmm. my kidneys was already dead. Oh, wow. Both of them or just, just no, one? No, both of them. Both. Oh, wow. So they had to, they had to be removed. Right. I and obviously it had to be replaced. You had to have that, you had to have a new one put in. I didn't have no, a new or- one put in. Are you on diagn- dialysis? Is that what yeah, they call it? I was on dialysis. I was on dialysis at the age of six. Yeah. Okay. okay. And yeah. Um, that was my kidney. Um, right. So I had to get, so I had to endure a lot of pain yeah. for that. Oh, and, yeah. Age. Yeah. And then, you know, the, um, the lupus does do stuff. Sometimes it, uh, it um it has side effects. It um bothers your joints. Like one time, I had to I had a um con- a contraction. It was like I couldn't even move my leg. Um, okay. My hip wouldn't. I couldn't even walk because it was um it it bothers your joints. It it, it messes with your skin. Some people have rashes. Um, mm-hmm. some people get nosebleeds. You know, um, like me, I had, I had got no split and, um, it, it brought knots to my head. So my hair had to be cut off all my hair, my long, pretty hair. I was so mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I used to get teased a lot for, um, just oh, yeah. for being sure. because you couldn't, you couldn't use the bathroom no more. Couldn't use the bathroom. No. These are the things I had to go through when I was when I was a kid. And now, as 
as a you know a young woman, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I gotta, you gotta fight the mm-hmm. fight, you know, right. fight that fight, and it's hard. It's hard to fight the fight when you don't know, right? Okay, a lot of people think it's okay. It's so easy to fight. So easy to fight, but you don't know what you're fighting. You don't know if if no mm-hmm. if you don't know something, if you don't know something, it's mm-hmm. you're not gonna understand it. You're not right. gonna receive it if you don't know it. You're not gonna know mm-hmm. how to fight if you don't if you don't know what you're fighting for. Mm-hmm. So right. um I had to learn all those principles. Um, because I was so um timid as a child and mm-hmm. um Isolated, very isolated. Right. Very isolated. I was always in the hospital. Children's hospital was my second home, always. Right. I didn't um I wasn't like other kids. I wasn't able to play with other kids. Couldn't go vacations like other kids, beaches and stuff. It was it was difficult. I got bullied by a teacher. A teacher. I got by teacher? Oh wow. I got um, bullied by kids. <laughs> I got picked on. Um, my skin, one thing for sure, <laughs> what what it does is the dialysis, see, with the dialysis, um, it does to you, it takes, that's the first thing, it takes your complexion. It takes your okay. complexion. It makes you darker and um, very skinny. And... Um, and what else it does? It um, it's it it messes with your growth, especially if you started young. It, mm-hmm. it it messes with your growth. So okay, wow, I'm not as tall as my siblings. Um, uh, now you said you were what five feet tall? No, I'm four eleven. Four. I have a friend that has this about that height. You know, you know, you get used to it. I mean, I'm five ten or five nine, so. You know, yeah, okay. I, I, I always I consider the perfect height for me. It's fun. I call it the hug, the, the huggable height. You know, mm-hmm. it's like perfect match. It's, you know, like when you hug somebody, it's some, somebody that's five foot three. That's uh-huh. that's my that's my perfect girl to be a huggable because it's just a, for me being five foot nine, five foot three. It is perfect. To each your own. So go ahead. Damn, I couldn't stand my I couldn't stand my height. I couldn't stand my I went through a lot of um, insecurity. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, well, a typical, I mean, uh, guys have it too, but typical girls go through insecurities a lot anyway, because I think because the society, uh, they, they give you these magazines and they, you know, these pretty models and, you know, not realizing they're all touched up. They're, they're Photoshop. They're, you know, even before Photoshop was popular, they were being Photoshopped. You know, I mean, it's just, I mean, a, a hundred years from now, people will look back as historians and go, wow, these people look really great back then. You know, and they actually really didn't. It just, it's, I mean, even I, I deal with people in Hollywood and, 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 you know, and whether following was a fan or something like that, and you watch them on Hollywood and they look all pretty, they all make up the, and then I see them on TikTok or I see them on in, mostly Instagram and they don't have makeup. I go, Hey, where's that girl that I follow? I, I like that one. I, I don't want this one, you know, because, because, because they don't look uh, as you know, and it's called makeup for a reason. It's you know, it's really should be made up, you know, not makeup. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's to enhance your beauty. 
Oh, yes, it does. And I, I, I've dealt with people and I can understand. I, I know some girls, younger girls that they didn't, they don't wear a lot of makeup and they do look better when the makeup, cause it does enhance the beauty, but they look fine without it. But yeah, it does. I mean, it's kind of like wearing a clothes. If you have a certain shirt on or like my best color shirt for my skin and my eyes is a blue, but my color of my company is red and black. So I, I, I float between red and black. And sometimes I wear a blue shirt and it actually makes me look better. So, you know, if I had to buy shirts, it would be blue. So, so you're going through all that insecurity and stuff like that. How, how was it taxing to the brain? Um, Because you're young, as I said, you started out when you were basically five or four or five years old. Mm -hmm. How did, how did, how did it affect your mental state? Oh my goodness. That was like so bad. I felt so isolated. And my family, uh, and 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 it's and I got older brother, so it's okay. Um, in my family, I was just so isolated, especially uh, I was. Oh my goodness, I would think that I would be a burden to my family because I'm always right. always sick all the time. I always my mommy have to take off from work. To, Come mm-hmm. commit me to the hospital, and and it was and you know and as I was, but as I was being in the um in there, I met a <laughs> my family was my hospital, right? Like the nurses, they would cheer me. I mean, I would man, I didn't even nothing but a crybaby, you know. Yeah, because I only wanted to be home. I want to be home with my mom. I didn't want to be in the hospital. And yeah. they would cheer me on, come in my room, give me lollipops. And, uh, and I'm talking about, I got spoiled at, at the hospital. I bet you did. Yeah. I bet you did. And I met a lot of my friends at the hospital. A lot of my friends, Um, we went to Camp Holiday Trails. That was in West Virginia. Okay. Um I met my friend I met my friend um friend from her her there, my one of my best friends on name Charity. Um, okay. So we used to have a lot of fun. Um and I also was in the burn unit. So it kinda mentally I say I was in a I could say Happy slash cast out mode, but still mm-hmm. in when I look at my when I look at people that's around, like when I was in a burn unit, I actually saw babies in the burn unit. Like you, I and look, I, and I, I felt sad. You know, I see moms yeah. crying, and I would hold my mommy hand and be like, "Mommy." Like, I look at her with tears coming down my eyes because I'm looking at these, these are infants, you know, these right. infants two years old in the burn unit, you know, and I was like, wow, I told my mommy, I really want to go into my own place, but they didn't have no other rooms. So they put me in the orange, the orange, um, <clears throat> Three orange, and that's where the burn unit is basically at. Um, right. And I had got my head, I had to get my head cut off, my hair cut off. So, um, for the, because of the lupus. So I was, um, I was in the burn unit with 
all these kids. Some was older, okay? Some was older, but the babies is the ones that I, I kind of connect with because, you know, I'm only like six years old, six, seven, right. you know? So I'm trying to see, like, dang, I see them. I see these babies, and it was um, it was this lady with her baby holding her baby hand. You know, um, they got burnt. You know, um, in the room next door to me. Okay. And then it was this other lady in this. I was telling you about the two-year-old chocolate baby. Right. She she got burnt too. And the mom was in the other in the next room. I think it was like two doors down. Mm-hmm. Two doors down from me. I'm telling you, these 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 kids. Um, felt I felt something for them. You know, right. I, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm here whining about my head and mm-hmm. you know crying about my head and and I see these kids, these little babies. Burnt and I was just felt terrible. You know, I felt bad because I wonder, like, dang, who would do something like that? Right. You know. So, um, that's where I was at in my life. Like, when I was five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. going up mm-hmm. in the hospital. Actually, growing up in the hospital. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really see outside that much. I had a tutor. Um, and the times that I did go to school, I didn't like school because I was oh. in bullied. And bullied at school. I got bullied. Like I said, I got bullied by a teacher. Uh, she would pick on me all the time. And I used to make, I'm telling you, I used to make great grades until my sickness got real bad. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't keep up with the rest of the class. Right. So that's why my mommy gave me a tutor. Okay. So um, they, the hospitals and them, they decided to give us a tutor so we could keep up with the classes, and mm-hmm. the math and all that stuff. And right. I will, I'm great at math. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you talked about some of the things that the lupus affected. Obviously, we know the kidneys. You had, you had lost those. And then obviously the hair and you said the skin anything else particularly that was kind of damaged or because of the lupus in you i mean no that was basically it the, um okay. it it was um the kidneys the um nose bleeding right sometimes rashes you couldn't be too much in the sun okay sun sensitive mm-hmm. couldn't be in the sun Sometimes it will since um definitely sensitive eyes. I have real sensitive eyes. Okay. Um um so that's why I have um the you know, the shades on my okay. for the lights. Um and the hair, like especially since I have seizures, if it's like really, really hot outside, right? Mm-hmm. Really hot, I have to be careful. I have to always have something to drink. Um Mm-hmm. Cold, something cold, warm, or whatever you want to call it, something lubricant, so I could drink it, right? Right. So 
if I have something, if I don't have nothing on my head and the sun is really like it's a hundred degrees, 90 something and it's, and that humidity is up like that, mm-hmm. it will mess with my it will mess with my seizures. Oh wow, that's and I have to have a hat on. I have to have a hat on at all times. My mom would tell me um, if I go out. Um, my mom used to tell me all the time, "Come on, let's get your hat. Let's get your hat." Especially you know in the summertime. Right. That's the majority of the times when my seizures start acting up. <laughs> um, stress, <laughs> yes. That mess with your seizures. Okay. That mess with your seizures. So you can't, you got to know how to maintain your stress level. And um, I had to learn these things. I had to learn um, a lot of situations. And you can't be in, in an abusive relationship. Right. Your stress, will, your stress levels, especially if you have seizures, your right. stress levels will go haywire because mm-hmm. my, mine's dead Ugh. right i mean i was having back to back to back to back to back the lady told me that um you you shouldn't have that many seizures back to back like that right you know, that mess up your brain um your waves of your brain and you can die right so whatever that's triggering you need you need to cut it out uh-huh. so I um okay. I was very nervous about that because you know I don't want to die. <laughs> right. Yeah. You want to. But die. at that time, I was in a state of depression. Mm-hmm. That it would be understandable. I mean, if you're going through, as I said, you're getting bullied at school, bullied by a teacher that should not be a teacher. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm not saying it's right. You understand kids bullying because kids are kids and they don't do things right. And they shouldn't be bullying. The teacher definitely not. That teacher should not have been a teacher. I'm hoping mm-hmm. hoping that they're either learned or they're not a teacher anymore because they don't really need to be affecting kids in that way. Yeah. You know. So yeah. So you um, went. You went yeah. That it's it's you know you know you you have a disease of whatever it is you know and then you're not it's not your fault. It, it just happened to you. You know. It's like I don't know. I just can't. I don't know. I don't like bullies. And I never have. So. So you've gone through that mental stress, which oddly causes more seizures. So you have the sun that causes seizures. You have the the uh, the uh, anxiety causes seizures and stuff like that. So you're 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 feeling depressed and stuff like that. And and did you ever deal with you know your thoughts of uh, like suicide or anything like that? Because depression sometimes can lead to the thoughts of suicide. Did you ever go down that road? Yes. Um... My um, suicide came when my brother slash cousin died. Okay. I couldn't bear that. Um, I was so out of it. It was right. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, when he passed, a part of me passed too because he was um, he was my he was my protector. He was okay. He was he was always there for me, especially when bullies pop up and mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I was timid at that time, at, at, at a time at an age, at that age, especially 14, 15, I was still timid at that age. Right. And, um, and he will always be that bold one, you know, mm-hmm. what's up? What's up? Come on, mm-hmm. let's do this. You know? And um, when when I um when he passed, he passed away, and my older brother lied. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, his wow. father. Um, because he, um, they was at a club. Okay. And of course, um, the older dude, this older dude, and this was a grown man, mm-hmm. got jealous of my brother slash cousin. You know, he always, like I said, remember, he's always been a protector. So he was right. protecting somebody at the time. Right. And, and that protect, and that protectiveness of his, Got him, got him where he at. You oh. know, he had a good heart, but right. especially, uh, I just didn't like that. But yeah, he, um, he, I love that he was protecting. You know, mm-hmm. being a protective. The only thing that I didn't like is that you know the older man, the older man, shouldn't even. <clears throat> Yeah. Shouldn't even been, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, you're a grown man and you picking right. with somebody that's way under your age. Right. Like, why would you do that? Like, you, he's 15 and you, like, how old are you? How old are you? 20 something? 30? You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you shouldn't even be, you shouldn't even be over here trying to pick on this level. Right. Like, I'm like, you're like, a old man picking on a fifteen year old. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, yeah, he got in a club, so what? But you as a grown man right. should stand your ground. You should know how to control your emotions or whatever that it is that you dealing with. Yeah. And I felt that was I felt that, that was um that was bad because you know you Sitting around, want to harm somebody that's that's not even close to your age, right? Yeah. And I was like, "You gonna take you gonna take my brother out of this world because your your jealousy and your 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 ego or whatever you 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 dealing with at this time, right? And then you got his little goons, you got his mm-hmm. little goons to kill, yeah, to kill my brother slash cousin." Jeez. And my, my older brother was right there, and it was a mess. And yeah. I couldn't believe it because it was on a day that I had to go to dialysis. Right. I had to go to dialysis. I just came home from dialysis. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't call me. My mommy and them didn't call me because I, I was waiting for them to wait, you know, mm-hmm. from that prior. I was waiting for them to come home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just saw him that night. He gave me a kiss. His birthday, June 12th. Mine is March 12th. Okay. So we the 12th people in the family. And everybody be like, look at the 12th. <laughs> they always tease us and everything. Right. And, um, but yeah, that day, it was such a mess because I had to actually go to dialysis that day. And when I went, from there, came home. I saw all these people with their head down, and I, all I could see is those people as I'm going through the tunnel with their head down. And I'm wondering why they got their head down. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good day outside, and it's real nice, right? Not not cold, you know. And and it wasn't cold. The thing about it, it wasn't cold, even though he died in December. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't cold that day. 
and I um and I'm going in the building, my building, about the open the door, but mm-hmm. something is stopping me right there at that door. Mm-hmm. I can like feel like something is going on. Right. I ain't even opened the door yet, and I can feel it. I can feel like the presence is missing. Mm-hmm. You know, something is wrong, and I and I felt it so strongly. I mm-hmm. thought it, to be honest, I thought it was my older brother, right? Because my my brother slash cousin he could run real fast. Not right. saying that my older brother can't. My older brother can run too, but well, yeah. we all thought that he could be. He was going to be a track stop. Because right. he could run so fast. And when they told me that he passed, I couldn't believe it. It was right. like real devastating to me. I kicked my friends out. They was crying in my room, our room. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, y'all got to go. Because I didn't believe that that he was gone. Because I'm like, he told me, promised me that he was going to watch Bad Boys. Well, Friday, you know, I'm thinking like something is wrong, you know. Right. And um. Now you were you were how old? How old were you at that particular time? I would think I was seven, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, yeah, that's still a lot at sixteen years old. So, so you're going through all those situations, this, the trauma of the death uh, of your brother cousin, you know, that type of person, and. And and then you have the lupus and the stuff like that. I don't want to go too much into detail, but isn't part of your, a little bit of your bio that you describe a little bit of assault? Basically, you don't 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 go in depth of it because we want to move on to where God got involved in your life and and, and all the great things that have happened since then. So just just glaze over it a little bit so people know that you had the lupus, you had the death of your of your brother cousin, and then then the assault. Talk a little bit about that, and then we'll move on to. Um, the good stuff. I mean, you know, the uh, of Jesus yeah. dealing with it and stuff like that. So go ahead. Now, my assault came when I was 15. Okay, so it was before that and before the death of... Okay. Yes. And um, um, I was at a party. Um, it was basically a party that I didn't supposed to be at. Um, I snuck out the house. This is my first time, okay? Uh, it's my first time ever to a party, never been to no party, and wanted to see what the hype was about, about house parties okay. and everything, and it wasn't what I thought it was. Right. When I went, um, when I went there, I was like, dang. First thing I'm, I'm saying when I first come up to the house, I already knew right then and there I'm in the wrong place. This is not for me. You know, I felt it in my spirit. I was like, Oh man, what did I do? I'm not even in, you know, this is not my element. This mm-hmm. is this is not for me. You right. know, already knew it, already felt it when I got to the house. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't turn back. They're gonna think I'm a punk. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I said, I'm gonna just go ahead and shake it off. You know, as youngest, we're gonna shake it off and keep it moving. So that's what we do. That's what I did. I shook it off and kept it moving. And you know, the pop, um, they was doing a lot of stuff in this house. Oh, I can imagine. But the thing, these older guys, right? They was older, so you know, you know, 
they do older things. I'm like, what? I said, what are they doing here? I don't do all that, you know. I'm looking like, what? Okay, I don't do that. But so it was like I said, this right, this particular day, um, my team. I, the reason why I remember this story so good because I was watching the Detroit the Seventy Sixers play. Uh, I'm not a Seventy Sixers fan no more since they don't win no more. You know. <laughs> So, um, but it was that day, and my game was on, and they was winning, and I'm like, okay, go ahead, Detroit, 76. Mm-hmm. And um, it was only un- one unoccupied room. Okay. And um, after that, things went left. Yeah. All it takes. And I had to, that's the day I had to really learn how to fight mm-hmm. for myself. Yes, you're in a situation that you kind of knew that you weren't supposed to be there, but you were there anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of how the devil does things. He makes things look good, but in reality, they're not. So, all right. Exactly. So so you talked about all these things that went on in your life. Let me ask you from the spiritual point of view, because from your bio, you talk about Jesus, so I can, I'll can i go into depth in that stuff. When you From the time you were born until whatever, tell me a little bit of how your spiritual walk was. Was it there? Uh, what was the story? What was the Lord? How, how involved was he when you were when you were a kid at six years old, seven years old? Was he there? My mommy used to my mommy, my my mommy, my aunt, my uncle had us in church. Okay, but my mommy and um, they are Catholic. They Catholic, and my grandma Catholic. They are Catholic, but the thing is, my aunt when I um, go to my aunt house and my own house, they would have this white Bible, thick Bible. I'm talking about this thick Bible, long, thick Bible right there. Okay. And I will always, I would look at it all the time, open it up, even a few, a couple pages, and we will watch. My aunt would put on the cartoon of Adam and Eve. Okay. And um, so it's not like I didn't know about Jesus. I right. knew about him. I mm-hmm. know about him. I know about him. But you know how you can know about somebody, but actually don't know about somebody. Right. That's um. That's exactly where I was at. Mm-hmm. I was basically knowing him, but not knowing him. Right. You know, not knowing of him. I mean, I knew him because my mommy and them. Um. My mommy and them, and I will look at the little cartoons, and and they had their little rosaries, and and you know stuff like that, and that's how mm-hmm. I was brought up, man. Right. Um. But like I said, as I got older, I had to get older, and I had to deal with Amina. That's when I came towards knowing who God is, and I became Christian. All right. So now, so what kind of effect did becoming a Christian affect your life dealing with the stuff that you were going through? How did it help you there? Well, when I, um, with my depression, mm-hmm. God brought my, my aunts with me. Okay. He brought my aunt the day of my, um, my suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally, literally 
they literally don't even show up this time of night. Right. So I knew it was nothing but God send, mm-hmm. sending somebody, sending angels to come my way to help me. Right. And my mommy, she was so afraid. She didn't know what was, you know, I, I mean, my heart felt like it was pumping, coming out of my chest. I literally could see it in my hand. Right. Talking about help me, help me. But I'm going to tell you what really changed my life and brought me to God mm-hmm. is, and what God did, it's when I was going through my depression. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, my sister, my big sister is the one that uh, brought me to her church. Okay. Brought me to her church. She's a Christian. She brought me to her church. And when she brought me to this church, I was like, what the, what's going on? They jumping, crying, um, shouting and everything. You know, they don't do that in no Catholic church. They don't do no, all they that. Don't. Mm-mm. So you you see the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So you wonder why they jumping, why they crying, and, and and why they doing these dances, and you know I'm I'm wondering. I'm like I don't know, I don't know what's going on in here. She, uh, my sister, she got um she's in a church. Okay, okay. she's a Catholic. I mean she's a Christian. Okay, she didn't want to introduce me to her church. Okay. Um. And my pastor, and my pastor is, which is her pastor. Okay, that's what It's my pastor now. Okay. Um, so we went up there for, um, he asked anybody, did they require prayer? Mm-hmm. And so I went up there and, and when he, I'm talking about when he touched me, mm-hmm. I only think I could ask my sister, what was that? Mm-hmm. What was that? I felt something. What was that? That's the only thing I got. And then that's when she said that that was the, that was God touching you, you know, the spirit of God touching you. And I was like, I want that. Whatever it is, I want that. Mm -hmm. So I started like, um, really getting really deep in God and praying and, and doing all these things when God started ripping, I'm talking about tearing things away from me, old friends. I mean, I'm talking about, I start, I'm talking about when you start to see things start happening. And then I was like, what? But soon as I was going towards God, um, that's when another assault came in and see the devil was busy trying to bring me back towards that way. Right. But it ain't do nothing but bring me more forward. Right. And I was like, I have to. I did do a little rebellion because, uh, like I said, I did get assaulted. Not blaming the assault for the rebellion, but my emotions was everywhere. Right. But it drew me back to God. And I said, no, I got to stop. I ain't doing this. But it drew me back to God. And what really saved my life is God. I'm I'm talking about from my depression. Let me know my worth. Let me, I'm dealing with my emotions and everything. I'm tomorrow. He, he literally, he literally took me under his wing and turned my life around mm-hmm. and t- actually said, I love you. You know, mm-hmm. he loves me, you know, and I had to realize that somebody do loves me in this world. Right. And when and when I was going through my depression, I didn't think that nobody loved me. Like family, my even my mom. Mm-hmm. 
And I tell you, when I mean, when I felt that spirit turn my life, it turned something in me. Mm-hmm. It lets me know that that he loves me, you know. And I shouldn't have to take my life, you right. know. I shouldn't feel this low. I shouldn't allow my thoughts or even the devil to get to me that way. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is that how God changed me is when I start experiencing God's love for me. Mm-hmm. When he started pulling, pulling his love upon me, that's what really changed me into right. what I am today. Um, and, and basically wrapping up in this next few minutes or so, is there anything else that God has done in your life that you really want to share while you have the platform? Is there anything else that God has done that you want to tell people? God is really doing a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. um, my, ba- I had a baptism. I did get baptized. Um, and I'm going to tell y'all, anybody that had ever got baptized, if you've never felt that you died in that that water, I'm telling you, you're never going to get the experience mm-hmm. of release. Okay, just release. I um I felt so like not saying that all my problems was gone, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt really like a new creature, like that old person died in that water, and a new person came up. Right, and it was like, dang, I I love this Mina, you know. It was different. It was, I felt different. I felt stronger. I felt love, um, excitement, you know, encouraged, mm-hmm. and um, and I always ask God, give me more, give me more. So I be motivating. I'm a, a motivational speaker. Okay, I um, I love doing that. That's something that. I'm passionate for to to talk towards those that don't know God to bring them to God, and I also have my clothing line that is also for the voices that don't have the people that don't have a voice because it reminds me of myself with people. Right. If someone had a voice for me, you get what I'm saying. If someone had a voice for me, then yeah. maybe I probably wouldn't. I would have been a little more stronger than I was. Right than I am now. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, yeah. um, everything aligns with God for a reason, you know, That's you right. get taught for a reason. You get taught how to be stronger through your depression. Um and I always looked at it that because you fail at something, that don't mean that you're weak. Right. It means that Maybe that thing that you're trying to do, just not what it is that God wants you to do. Right. You know, and and sometimes God wants you to walk, step out in faith sometimes. You know, he wants you to step out in faith, see how bad you want it. You know, you might fail at that. But see, it's something sometimes you got to get back up and start over again, rethink it again Mm -hmm. and and rewrite it again, because it might not be. You might have missed something on the first round, right. but now you got to go to the second round to to get it back up. You see, and that's where I was at. I okay. was at that point right there. One of the things I was thinking of when you were talking was, in our weakness, he is strong. Yes, 
Yes. So he was strong. So you said you're a public speaker and a motivational speaker and stuff like that. Where can people uh, that are watching or listening uh, on on audio podcast, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you, if they want to know more about you? Where can people find you? I'm on Facebook. Facebook, okay. Amina Scott, all the time. IG, Amina Scott. Everything is Amina Scott. TikTok, Amina Scott. Everything. YouTube, Amina Scott. Okay. Everything, Amina Scott. Except my clothing line. My clothing line is Hustle for Jesus on Facebook. All right, Amina, thank you very much for uh, being on the show today. I really appreciate our conversation. Yes, thank you for allowing me to be on. Well, everybody else, you've been watching the Millennium Beat. And this is your host, Kevin James. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Remember, we like to encourage the world one story at a time. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok at the Millennium Beat. Or on Twitter at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to themillenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. The Millennium Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to the millenniumbeat.com's homepage. I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. You can reach them at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage. You can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons. Learn how to help and become a guest. Under Learn How to Help, you can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You can give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is Be a Guest. Click it, go to the form, and fill it out, and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the About Us drop down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people, and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the podcast drop down. Then click on the calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners, or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the forms drop down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form.